When was the last time you attended a slumber party with your girlfriends and discussed issues on your heart? If you're like me, it's been quite some time. Hi and welcome. My name is Felice Gerwitz and I welcome you to tonight's Mommy Jammies Night. This is a time for you and my friends from around the world to join us live. Put on a comfortable pair of pajamas, pull up a chair, and settle in with your favorite refreshment. And prepare to be blessed as I welcome tonight's guest. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome. My name is Felice Gerwitz, and tonight we have a very special uh, speaker for you, and I'm going to introduce her in just a bit. Um, This is the month of October as we're recording, and it is our big birthday celebration. Our network is celebrating three years, and with the three-year birthday, we've got some amazing uh, prizes that we're giving away as well as having an amazing speaker that we have tonight. Uh, so I really invite you to subscribe to our evening over at the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.com and to get the show notes for tonight's talk as well as all of the links um, to our guests. Um, I invite you to go to mommyjammiesnight.com and scroll down and look for uh, the topic tonight, which is put on your oxygen mask first and with our amazing guest, Colleen Hammond. Welcome, Colleen. Thanks for having me. This has been quite a night trying to get this to pull together. So (laughs) I know that God has big things planned. He does. He does. And um, I I messaged Colleen on Facebook uh, earlier and said, well, I've been fighting a migraine all day. Usually I get really sick and then I'm better. Well, this one has not been as sick but lingered on. And Colleen, um, go ahead and share a little bit about what happened to you today with your update. (laughs) <laughs> well, iOS had a new update that came out on our phones, I think, like a week ago, and then our laptops, and I've been pushed putting it off because I have a Mac, and I've been putting it off for uh, a few days because normally, you know, it's like when something's first released, they always have bugs, so I've been putting it off. So I finished up all my work this morning. I've got all my notes written for tonight, and everything was fine, so I thought, well, I'll just go ahead and do the iOS update. It's supposed to be a 30-minute update. That was at 11.30. The update finished at 5.30 or 6 o'clock. And when okay. I logged on to my computer, I can't pull up images. I pull up my documents, and they're all in Chinese or something, and everything was gone. Just everything I had prepared for tonight was gone, and I had about an hour to prepare it. Then the Internet service went down, so they, there was a car accident out by where our internet provider, like, you know, links to where our house is because we're out in the country. So that got knocked off. And then I thought, oh, well, and I always do radio interviews from the local high school because I live out in the country, so I want to make sure I have really good cell phone service. So I drive to this high school because it's up on the hill, it's close to the tower. I got to the high school a couple of minutes ago. They've got some big event going on in the field. There's a band, there's a loud speaker. So I'm driving around, looking at my phone and driving. Trying to... So like you, when all of these things happen, I know the devil's trying to put up little roadblocks, literally and figuratively, to prevent something. So something will happen or somebody will hear something or, you know, one of the questions that, that one of the ladies asked tonight, and that's normally what happens, is one of the ladies will touch another woman that's normally not anything I say, you know, but it's the the sisterhood in the community of, because uh, mm-hmm. I'm a homeschooler as well, and it's how we can touch and 
and motivate and impact each other. So I, I just really look forward to seeing what God's going to do with us tonight. It's going to be really exciting. Oh, I love it. Well, you're coming in nice and clear now, and if you're not, I have no problem jumping on and letting you know <laughs> because I want the audio okay, to be great, and I don't mind editing. Um, okay, so Colleen um, is a former ca- on-camera meteorologist at the Weather Channel, one of my um, past favorite channels. I w- used to watch it all the time, and especially living in Florida, uh, weather is very important to us here. Um, and so uh, you left it all, Colleen, to be a, a, a homeschool mom, a stay-at-home mom, and that is so wonderful. And you've homeschooled uh, birth through college, which I love, and you are an image consultant, so excited to hear more about that. Um, and I'm sure you're going to tell us more about yourself um, in your talk. But I wanted to share with all of you that um, – I really like clothing, but I really like nice clothing, and the reason for that is because my mother um, was an amazing seamstress, and she came, um, my parents were both immigrants, came from Italy and landed in in New York, um, and she worked in the garment district, and they used to sew clothing, and the more you could sew, the more money you made. And so, um, you know, she got really, really good at it and took pattern classes and everything. Well, when she had kids, uh, she only had one daughter. She she was sad about that. <laughs> she didn't really sew for my brothers. But I had clothes that fit perfectly. And when we would go shopping, the first thing she did was she'd flip the seam. And we'd have to look at how the seam was made. Now, I, I wish I had gotten her talent, which I didn't, but it has passed on to my daughter, my oldest uh uh, daughter loves to sew, and my granddaughter can quilt and knit, and they're just amazing. So I always say that it, it skipped a generation, but at least it went to some of my kids. So um, I'm really excited to hear, you know, more about you. And um, what I wanted to share with the listeners tonight was if you're here live, we have some amazing giveaways that we're doing. Um, and so one of the things that Colleen is giving away with a $500 value is a one-to-one image consultation. And um, it is amazing. I looked at her site, and she has some, um, like I have a lot of stuff in my closet that I don't wear, but it's there, and I know what I spent for it because I, I buy certain pieces, and I like to get things on sale. Um, we're very blessed here in Fort Myers that we have a lot of um, outlet stores and and a lot of big sales because after season they put all these things on sale. So a lot of times you just buy something because you love it and it looks great, but you don't have a top to wear with it or vice versa. So I'm really excited to learn more about Colleen and I did subscribe to her email already. <laughs> And uh, followed her on Twitter, and, you know, it's like a new friend here. So I'm excited, Colleen, to, to learn more about you and um, and to hear your heart tonight as you share um, with our listeners that it is important sometimes, you know, to, to put uh, that oxygen mask on first. So I'm going to sit back, um, and unless you have any other questions for me, and then I'll be back at the end um, to share some questions with you from our audience. Okay, great. Thanks so much. And, and again, thanks for having me. I, you know, uh, I had a completely, like I said, I had a completely different talk arranged for this evening. But I think God had something else in mind for me. And so the the, the outline I have for tonight is completely different than what I had been praying about and prepared for <laughs> for the past few weeks. So 
I, first of all, I want to let people know that, uh, you know, I'm going to talk about my background, but I want to let you know up front, I am not, I don't follow fashion. I don't read fashion magazines. Um, I used to, but what I'm talking about is not fashion. What I want each woman to do is to develop a style of her own because each of us have in our closet, hopefully, one outfit at least that when we put it on, we know we look good, we feel really good about ourselves, and we feel, you know, that's like, that's the outfit. That's what I want to wear. You know, so if you have something like you're going to meet somebody or you're going someplace, you're like, you have a go-to outfit. What I teach women to do in 30 days or less is to have a closet full of outfits that every single solitary one makes you feel that way because getting dressed should not be stressful. You know, it, it's like cooking. You know, you cook three times a day. It's Life is a lot more fun if you're a good cook, you know. And it's the same thing with our clothing. Our lives are a lot more fun. We're a lot more fun. We're a lot more fun. Because when you put that outfit on, you feel good. You walk differently. You you talk differently. People respond to you differently. It's kind of an act of charity, too, that we spend a little bit of time to get ready. Now, what I teach women is a 22-piece wardrobe, 22 pieces that mix and match to make hundreds and hundreds of outfits. And I'm, I'm going to go over a little bit of that in just a minute. But I just want to let people know that this isn't about, you know, stepping out of Vogue magazine. And it's not what we're talking about. It's developing a personal individual style, getting a few key pieces that mix and match, and you always look good, you always feel good. Because my concept is that when you put on an outfit in the morning, there's no tugging, there's no pulling, there's no wondering, you know, do I look good, do I feel... You You put an outfit on and you walk out. Because if we're always thinking about ourselves and how we look or if we, you know we're not in the mood or in the mindset to be of service to others. And quite frankly, like like Felice uh, said earlier, I homeschooled from birth to through college. My one daughter actually did a four-year English degree from home. So she actually homeschooled from birth all the way through her four-year university degree. So as a homeschooling mom, there were times that, you know, you get up in the morning and you're just not quite there. So let me tell you a little bit about my background. I was uh, born and raised, I'm the youngest of four, and I went to public school. I was a public school educated, quote-unquote educated uh, child. I actually got my education when I homeschooled my children, and I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. Uh, but I was studying, I always felt kind of awkward and out of place, and I studied a lot, read a lot of books, very much a nerd, uh, always underneath the covers, reading books at night and getting in trouble. Um, and I just wanted to be a doctor. That's what I was striving for. And I just wanted to either be a pediatrician or a veterinarian. I you know, wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do, but that was that was up there. And I was about 14 years old, and literally it, I was discovered by an agent when I was out shopping with my mom. And I'm from the Detroit area. Uh, I live just north of Detroit. I grew up there. I'm in Dallas now, but I lived uh, just north of Detroit. And we were actually in Chicago um, when I was discovered. 
and I was 14 years old. So when I got back to the uh, home, to the Detroit area, I went to a photographer, got my pictures taken, and I started modeling when I was 14 years old. And I was just a gangly, geeky kid, you know. Um, and as I was going through high school, I didn't tell anybody what I was doing, but I was going through high school because uh, I didn't want to be made fun of. And my agent said, you know, if you entered a pageant, you know, start getting into pageants because if you, you know, were lucky enough to win one, that would be really good for your modeling career. And I was doing acting and some commercials on the side as well and saving up money for college. So I entered the, my senior year in high school, I entered the Miss Michigan Teenager Pageant. And I won. <laughs> I wasn't supposed to win, you know. Um, so it was like, now what do I do? I'm kind of, you know. So I had to take all these walking classes and everything while I was, you know, before I went into the pageant. So I was doing modeling and acting, and now I'm Miss Michigan, you know. And what do you do with that? So I made a lot of money. That's what I did with that. I did a lot of modeling and acting. And it is not something I recommend for anybody, uh, especially it was bad then. It's much worse now. But it's how I paid for college. I came out of college with $7,000 in debt. That was it. Uh, and that was my first year because I got a loan my freshman year. And then the rest of my school I paid for because I worked. So I was working and putting myself, getting a chemistry degree. I actually also have a minor in psychology because I had a crush on a guy who was a psychology major. So I used to sign up for all the psychology classes so I could be around him. Uh, but that's where I met my husband. Um and I, at that point, was away from my faith. I wasn't going to church at all. Now, I was raised in a pretty religious family. I mean, we went to church every Sunday. Uh, but other than that, you know, we weren't really involved in a lot of things. Um, so I met my husband, and he was of zero faith. Uh, well, their faith was really, you know, the NFL, Major League Baseball. You know, their their faith was really sports and they they were very involved in sports my husband was an athlete had a chance to play professional basketball and that type of thing so i started working in local television my senior year in college and a few months later i was discovered by some television agent that was passing through town and uh, two weeks later i had a job at the weather channel and uh, so we moved to atlanta and i was working at the weather channel and you know, you, you, it's from the outside looking in. It looked beautiful. Here's the the you know, the, the potential, you know, uh, athlete, the uh, you know, professional athlete, the beauty queen, the television star. You know, he was working as an executive at some company. And, you know, from the outside looking in, it's kind of like a sprinkled donut. You know, it just looks so good, and it's got that beautiful frosting and the sprinkles and all that kind of stuff on it. But there was a huge hole in the middle of that donut. I was miserable. I was absolutely miserable. And looking back on it, I know now that I was missing God in my life. And my husband, who, who was zero faith, he had zero religion, um, we were miserable together. And so I decided that I was just going to divorce him. And we do not come from a family of divorce. This is not something that we do, you know. And oh, I just I couldn't do it anymore. And all of a sudden I realized, you know what, I haven't had a period in at least a month, maybe two. Oh, no. So I went and got to the local pregnancy center and got a test, said I was pregnant. Went to another pregnancy test, got another test, said I was pregnant. I had three blood tests, blood tests, not like peeing on the stick, right? Three blood tests that said I was pregnant. So I decided to get an abortion. So I hauled myself into some little Planned Parenthood clinic, 
pay my $800 cash up front and sat down sick, just sick. And I'm thinking, this is not what we do. This is not what we do. My parents would be mortified. Um, my family, but I can't, you know, what, wait a minute, I'm a science major. I was a chemistry major. I know. And she, the, the facilitator was going on and on about the tissue. I'm thinking, this isn't tissue. This is a baby. She's lying. You know, I'm kind of looking around at the other women in the room, and nobody wants to be there. And I finally decided, this is a very abbreviated story, I decided to get up and get out of it. And as I was standing up, and a couple of the girls to my right and left were, came with me, actually. And as I was, we were getting up to leave, somebody else came into the room and said, is there a Colleen in here? And I said, that's me. She said, honey, you need to come with me. You're not pregnant. Now, I had three blood tests. The blood tests don't lie. I knew at that moment that was God. And I walked out of that place, and I, my husband was with me at the time, and I, I, we walked out of there, and I said, you know, you need to find me a church, and there was a church right down the road, and I just went in, and I prayed, and I poured out my heart, and, and I just came back to God. Well, now my husband's married to this religious zealot, you know, <laughs> and he ended up coming to God and, and uh, getting baptized, and, um, and now he leads the family as a very spiritual, very strong Christian man. Then I went to him and, you know, wanted to, you know, we talked about homeschooling. But it was at that point, you know, a few years later I got pregnant again. And when my son was born, I knew the moment they put him in my arms that I needed to leave my job. So I quit my job at the Weather Channel. I left all of that to be a stay-at-home mom. I lost every single solitary friend I had. Because, of course, if you're in television, you hang around with television people. And if you're not in television anymore, they just don't hang around with you anymore. And uh, I had to get a whole new circle of friends. And uh, I started doing makeup consultations. And, and I met this woman who came in for a makeup consultation who homeschooled. And her children were so charming. I said, you know, when I have children, they're going to be just like that, you know. And I decided then to homeschool. So I ran the homeschooling group in our area, in Cobb County and outside of Atlanta, um, for like two or three years. But I wasn't homeschooling. My kids were like, my oldest was two, you know. <laughs> so I started doing it way back then. So I came from a background where I was modeling all the time and I was in front of the camera all the time and they're doing my makeup, they're doing my hair, they're putting me in all these $1,000 blouses and $5,000 jackets and, you know, $3,000 shoes and, and this type of thing. And I just really wasn't into it. You know, I, I really didn't follow the fashions, but, boy, I was used to good clothing. And then I became a stay-at-home mom. And I thought, I don't have to do this anymore. And I'm, quite frankly, I let myself go. And I started feeling bad about myself. When you don't feel good about yourself, you know, it's that old bumper sticker, that old saying, when mama ain't happy... Ain't nobody happy. And I got caught up into what all of us moms do is focusing on our children and putting our children first, putting our husbands first, putting our family first. But there's a reason when you're on an airplane that they tell you to put the oxygen mask on yourself first because if you don't take care of yourself first, you're no good to anybody else. You know, it's it's... I saw this, um, and if this was video, I'd show you this picture, but I saw a meme on Facebook, and it was a coffee cup, and it was overflowing. 
And the whole analogy was you fill your cup first and the overflow is what you give to others. Because when you are an empty vessel, how can you give when you have nothing to give because you're empty? So once I got that concept, I realized I was I was exhausted. I was weary. I I was overwhelmed. I thought I don't have time. I can't I don't get enough sleep now as it is. You know, I had three children ages four, two and new at the time. And my husband got transferred to Atlanta. I'd left my job of course and you know, I've been away from television for four years. I'd gained a lot of weight. I just my hair I just totally had let myself go and I went, you know, I'm just exhausted. And we moved to to Dallas. I had no friends. And, I, you know, I had built up all these friends in the four years I left television. I had to leave again, and I had to start all over. And, you know, I was way overweight. And I just, so I decided I'm going to start getting up an hour before everybody else. And just to pray, just to get some silence, <laughs> frankly, when nobody was talking to me and nobody was touching me because I was sick of being touched. I breastfed all those kids, you know. And then I got pregnant and had another one. And during all this time, I actually had eight miscarriages. My oldest son, uh, at the age of four, they found that he had a brain tumor. And in the 10 years after that, he had seven different brain surgeries to remove this tumor because it kept growing back. So I was tired. I was overwhelmed. And it wasn't until I started getting up an hour before everybody else even a half an hour before everybody else, 15 minutes before anybody else, that I started to feel better about myself. You know, after dealing with some problems with postpartum depression and and that type of thing. You know, so, um, you know, and now in dealing with breast cancer, I had a heart attack on April 9th. You know, it never ends. It never ends. But now, more than ever, I realize you have to take care of yourself first. Get that prayer and meditation time in first. And it only takes five minutes. My morning routine to get myself cute, quote unquote, is five minutes. So I have a uniform. I have the mommy uniform, you know, that I wear on a daily basis. I have two outfits that I wear. If one's in the laundry, I'm wearing the other one. But these outfits, both of them are nice. You know, it doesn't take any more time to pull on a maxi skirt than it does a pair of yoga pants. You know, it doesn't take any more time to put on a nice top than it does to put on a ratty old T-shirt, you know, that says Juicy Couture on it or something. You you can put on a nice pair of slacks or a a maxi skirt um, or a nice blouse in this exact same amount of time as it takes to pull on sweatpants and a ratty old T-shirt. It takes the exact amount of time to put on a pretty pair of pajamas or a pretty nightgown as it does to pull on, you know, T-shirts in in your husband's T-shirt and a pair of shorts, you know. But you feel better. You feel better about yourself. Five minutes in the morning, I pull something on, I splash water on my face, I run a brush through my hair, you know, gel it or whatever, get it in place, a quick tinted, um, like a tinted moisturizer in the morning, or foundation, whatever, a, a flip of some mascara, and a little bit of blush on my cheeks, and brush my teeth. 
It's amazing. If you're familiar with Fly Lady, she saved my life because I was not, I was a businesswoman. I was not a housekeeper. So Fly Lady talks about lace-up shoes. I have slip-on shoes. Sorry. I, I defeated that one. Um, but if you just have a few outfits that you can put on, and I'm briefly going to go through just some general ideas. I have free webinars that I do. Um, I am still in recovering. I'm still trying to get rid of this breast cancer. We're almost to the we're almost there. I've got an appointment next week. I think we finally kicked this beast to the curb. Um, and then I'm going to start doing my free webinars again. I do Monday through Friday, every Monday through Friday, on my Facebook page, my personal Facebook page, at 9 a.m. on Eastern. We do a coffee chat. So I do a motivational quote of the day, or we talk about, you know, there's Tip Tuesday. We talk about things or um, just something I've read or something that, you know, so just something motivational to get going. And they're all recorded. You can go watch them later. Um, but make sure you sign up because I do tons of free stuff. You don't have to pay $500 for a consultation. But I hope you sign up for it because I work with some really top dogs. And, you know, what you get for, well, even if you buy it for $500, you get, you know, an amazing value out of that. But sign up for the free thing for sure. Um, so let me let me kind of go through an overview of how to kind of organize your closet. And, and again, when you're dressed in your favorite outfit, just always think, what does that do for you? How does it impact your day? Because, you know, they've done so many studies that when you feel good and your attitude is positive, everybody around you is impacted by that. And when you leave, an out, leave the house, you know, if you get up in the morning and you're dressed, then you're ready to go to the library. You know, if somebody goes, oh, my gosh, the library books are due. You know, you can just hop in the car and go because you spent two to five minutes getting ready in the morning and taking care of yourself. And people say, oh, I don't care. But your children care. You know, why do we get dressed up to go to the library? Are those people at the library more important than our husbands and our children? Why do we dress up for them and have a better attitude about ourselves for other people than we do our own family. You know, because when you're wearing clothes that you're uncomfortable or you don't think make you look amazing, you don't feel amazing and you don't treat yourself as well and you don't treat others around you as well. It's just different. So what I teach the gals that I work with is to have 22 pieces. It's a flawless collection. And what you do is you shop your closet first. It doesn't cost a lot of money. I teach you where to shop. I show you where to go. And I'll tell you right now, I'll just give you a tip that I give all my paying clients, that you go to the wealthy part of town and go to their goodwill. Because the wealthy people will give away very high-quality clothes that you can get with tags on it for 5 bucks. So, But once you know what you're looking for, you only buy the pieces that you need. You don't buy stuff that you see on sale. When you go shopping after we, you know, after I take people through the entire capsule wardrobe and how to put this together, you have a shopping list, and you only buy what's on that list. Not like, oh, look, this is pretty, but you don't have anything to go with it. So, again, you want to feel great about yourself with a limited number of things because studies have shown that when you see a lot of clutter around you, whether it's in your closet or in your home or whatever, it actually makes your brain jiggle. And, I don't, you know, enough of my body is jiggle, and I'm 54 years old. I mean, my brain jiggling too, right? So when you have too much stuff, you know, it, it's, it's, it's frustrating. 
And also, if you have to make a lot of decisions, your brain makes decisions, and once it's made a certain number of decisions, it, it uses glucose. It uses sugar to make decisions. And once you've made, your brain has made a certain number of decisions throughout the day, it doesn't make anymore. It shuts down. It kind of has met its quota. So the less decisions that you can make throughout the day, the more that frees your mind up for more important things. So one of those things, of course, is what we wear. So you have high-powered people. Think of like Steve Jobs. He wore the same thing all the time, that, that turtleneck. You've got Mark Zuckerberg. He's always in that gray T-shirt. Um, one of my favorite designers, Carolina Herrera, she always wears a white blouse and a black skirt. Uh, Vera Wang, same thing. She has like this black outfit that she wears all the time. Uh, Simon Cowell, remember him? He used to be on, um, oh gosh, he was a judge on one of those singing shows, um, American Idol. Yes, thank you. I knew somebody thought it and sent it to me. Uh, he always wears like a white T-shirt or a gray T-shirt and a pair of jeans. And then when he dresses up, you'll see him like in a white shirt and a pair of pants or, or probably, you know, normally de- you know, denim, you know, normally jeans. And then a black tie event, he'll pretty much have the same white shirt on, but he'll put on either a tuxedo jacket and a black pair of pants. So there's no reason. I mean, if somebody wears the same thing, I used to wear the same thing to church every single solitary Sunday. And I love the wintertime because a lot of times you have a jacket on, you just don't take it off. I could be wearing my pajamas and nobody would know. <laughs> I don't wear my pajamas to church. But you don't have to think. You have to be a close horse and change. But have a few key items, something to wear to church on Sunday, and rotate it. Have two outfits. You wear one one week and wear the other one the next week. Two outfits that you wear during the week. And then you have something pretty, something that you can put on at night that makes you feel pretty, that makes you feel cute and sexy and all that good stuff, right? Um, a lot of people say, well, my husband likes when I wear his T-shirts. Yeah, but do you like it? Do you feel feminine, attractive, beautiful? Find something to wear at night that you feel, I hate this word, you feel empowered, right? Um, but, you know, that makes you feel good and feminine and pretty and sexy and desirable, you know, because it's your husband, right? Um so anyway, so your clothing should enhance who you are, not draw attention away from who you are. And I teach all the right colors to pick. And, you know, this is part of my free webinars. I do free webinars all the time, like I said. So um, I'm teaching you just to pick a few key pieces. Because I don't know about you, but before I learned how to do this, I would stand there at a closet full of thousands of dollars worth of clothing and then say, I have nothing to wear. And then I would put something on, change my clothes, put something else on, change again, you know. Um, or people that spend hours organizing their closets. Uh, I don't have that much stuff anymore. I just have a few things. And it's so freeing to not have thousands of dollars worth of stuff and feel bad that I spent good money on clothing I never touch. So I've, I teach people to go through, get rid of your stuff, you know, and there's a whole method that we have to do it. And one of the things that we do is a lifestyle analysis. Where do you spend the most of your time? Well, most of us as homeschooling moms spend most of our time in casual outfits at home or outfits that we're going to put on if we're going to leave the home. For me, I just found it easier to get up in the morning and put on an outfit assuming that I was going to have to leave the house at some point. 
Um, but some people spend their time in a business situation and they're outside doing business activities. Or some people do a lot of sports. They're working out all the time. Uh, some people are very involved. If they live on a ranch, they, they have clothing that they need to work with animals. Um, we had dairy goats, chickens, that type of thing. I'm sorry. I, I wore a skirt and a dress during the day because it made me feel cute and pretty and feminine. I nursed, I nursed the goats. That's so funny. I milked the goats. <laughs> I milked the goats in a dress. They liked the dress. You know, they used to grab and, and chew on it, you know, so I had the, just kind of a – but I thought it was kind of fun. Um, so go through your lifestyle. Where do you spend most of the time? And I'll bet you if you look in your closet – 99% of the time, the clients that I work with, what they have in their closet doesn't match the lifestyle that they currently have. If you were like me, you worked and now you're a stay-at-home mom, you may have a lot of work outfits. I kept mine for the longest time. You know what? I will never be a size 8 again. I'm a 14. Deal with it. I got rid of the 8s, right? I have one outfit that I wear to special events, weddings, holiday parties, whatever. That's, and I wear the same one every year. Tough. I'm sure nobody remembers from last year that I wore the same thing. You know, my husband's working with different people anyway. So go through and analyze your lifestyle. Then I have a system that we call CATDOM, K-A-T-D-O-M. And I'll, I'll go through what those all stand for. It's an acronym. Because we have too much stuff. And we live in a culture where we are encouraged to admire things and acquire things. And that's part of the reason that we have a lot of junk not just in our closets, but all through our house. And again, that stuff jitters your brain. It makes your brain jiggle. So, and it also causes stress. So you go through your closet, pick out your key things that you want to keep. I wear this, I wear this, I wear this. Just pick out a few key things. And make sure that those things make you feel amazing. When you wear it, do you look and feel like a million dollars? Does it fit your coloring, your career, your body type, your current body type, <laughs> not your past body type, uh, your dressing and style personality, your lifestyle? And this is really important. The rule of three, can you wear that item with three other things or in three different ways? Because we have what are called orphans, and I'll get to that in a minute. So the CATDOM stands for keep, alter, toss, donate, orphan, Memento. All right, so keeping it. If you keep it, it's got to match three other things. It's got to fit and flatter you. Is it a good color for you? Is it good in condition? Or is, is it obviously from another decade? Does it have like big 1980s shoulder pads? Um, does it work with your current age and your current lifestyle? The right color for your skin, hair, and eyes? The right for your body type? Does it make you feel ama amazing? Um, that type of thing. Uh, but pretty much if you haven't worn it in a year, you know, take it to goodwill. Let somebody else have the advantage of wearing it because, like me, after I finally decided to give those five, eight beautiful clothes away, they had moth holes in them. So nobody else, I was too selfish, and I wasn't humble enough to realize I wasn't going to be a size eight again. So I kept it, and nobody else got the advantage of using it. So if you have it, you know you're not going to... You know, sometimes you have an emotional attachment. That's fine. You, you wore it on the first date um, or, you know, that type of thing. But if it's like, I spent so much money on it, I can't get rid of it, or one of these days I'm going to lose 50 pounds, you know what? Put it in the car. You're not going to wear it. It doesn't matter how much you spent on it. If you're not going to wear it again, just 
give it to somebody else. Let them wear it. Now, an orphan that I mentioned earlier is something that looks great by itself, but it doesn't match anything else. So only keep something if it matches other things. All right, so uh, you're going to keep it or you're going to alter it. If it can be altered to fit, then you can do that or dyed or in some way alter it. Um, then you're going to toss things. So you keep, alter, toss, donate, and then you have those orphans and then mementos or something like your uh, a vessel for memories. Those are wedding dresses or, like I said, something you wore on your first date. So go through your closet, take out those things, get rid of everything else. You are going to be amazed at how much better you feel when you don't have things mocking you from your closet. Um, and then you kind of go by, I teach women their style, personality. Um, that's the story that your clothing tells. Uh, people perceive you differently based on the clothing you wear, um, the color of that clothing, uh, that type of thing. So basically, there's seven different style personalities, classic, sporty, dramatic, creative, edgy, romantic, or sophisticated. I'm not going to get into detail about that right now because I want to take some of your questions. Um, but some people are like, you know, I'm, you know, like me. Now, if I'm going to go out and I do something, I am a, a sophisticated, chic style personality in public. In private, I'm a very relaxed and sporty style personality. So when I'm at home, I, it probably comes from my husband being an athlete. You know, I'm a little bit more uh, sporty, but it kind of has a bit of an edge to it. So it's fashionable, but very classic, but comfortable. So, and like I said, it's just as easy to put on something pretty as it is to put on something sloppy, right? Um, and, and notice I haven't talked about body type. That's usually where a lot of people will start. How do I dress for my body type? I put that third. I want you to go through and, and kind of pick out what makes you feel good because I'm amazed when my clients come to me with, after I get them to do this and then they come to me, actually the things they bring to me are the right color for them. They say, oh, every time I put this on, I always get compliments and I feel so good. That's because it's the right color for you or it's the right style for you and your body type. Because really there's five standard body types, but unlimited varieties and combinations. So you could be a pear shape, have a long torso, but a large bust and thick ankles and skinny upper, you know, so you have all these different combinations. So for somebody to say, oh, I'm a pear shape, there's so many other things that come into consideration, your bone structure, your bra size, your torso length, the symmetry and balance of body proportions, um, and then you add in your actual measurements, your silhouette, where you gain and lose weight, your height, um, yeah, and we consider the weight too, you know, so all of that goes into consideration when we're picking out what works for you and your body type. Are you tall? Are you petite? You know, um, what message do you want to send it determines what shades and colors you wear. And I don't know if you remember, there was a book called Color Me Beautiful, and it talked about the four seasons. You know, are you a spring? Are you a summer? Are you a fall? Are you a winter? And people would, like me, it didn't work for me because I'm sort of a winter, but not really, you know. Well, now, that you know, leave that book back in the 80s because now by the time we got into the 90s, we realized there's actually 12 different color 
you know, so you can be a clear winter or a, you know, a, um, a soft spring or, you know, so there's 12 different things to, to go into. So, um, and I covered, you can find some of the videos that are on my YouTube channel as well. So anyway, I kind of rambled on a little bit longer than I wanted to. So I, I wanted to um, um, just just let you know that once you kind of narrow down your closet, you're going to pick the right things to start with. Just focus on what, what you get compliments on and what you feel the best in and then start following me on, uh, you know, some of these other things. And I, I do a lot of free stuff and we'll, we'll help you figure out the rest or come join my Facebook group. Um, uh, it's uh, Dressing with Dignity by Colleen Hammond is actually the name of the Facebook group. Um, and find me in the Facebook group. So I really want to take your questions and leave time for that. So I had some other things that I was going to go through, but um, let's get to those questions. Hey, Colleen, that was wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing. I'm just happy to. I hope we have questions. If we don't, I can <laughs> we, <have one. laughs> we actually do, and... Uh, uh, Kristen from Philadelphia has got quite a few, and I, I believe she's done some of your webinars as well because she was sharing some of that information in our chat room tonight. Okay, so we'll start with um, the first one here, and it says, are there any color patterns that you consider a neutral that people might not think they are? I mean, I know ladies who wear bright red as a neutral. Well, one of the things that I consider a neutral that a lot of people don't think of as a neutral is an animal print. Um, and the leopard print, you know, can can work really well as a neutral. And depending on your coloring, uh, what, what I teach gals is you pick two neutrals to go with your lifestyle, your style, personality, um, and that type of thing. So um, you pick two neutrals. And then you pick three complementary colors for that. And then we have a couple of accent colors that you mix in after that. So total formula. Everything I have is like a step-by-step formula. <laughs> so some great. people, like if they're a warm autumn, their neutral will probably be an olive green. And then they can build around like an olive green and maybe a camel. Um, some people use... Uh, blacks and grays as a neutral, I tend to tell, I, I steer away from black. Very, 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 very few people really look good in black. And for some reason, somebody somewhere along the line said that blondes should wear black. They should not. A blonde <laughs> looks best in a dark blue. So you get away from that black because very few people, only if you're a clear winter, does black look good up next to your face? That's what I'm talking about, black next to the face. So, yeah, there are tons of different color combinations that you can pick a neutral and build around that, depending mm -hmm. on your coloring. That's, That's great. a great question. Yeah, really good. And, and the thing, um, my question is, you know, I like certain colors. Like, for example, um, I like navy. I started doing some networking for my husband, um, it's called True Love because I really did it kicking and screaming. But he said, you can talk to anybody, so go do some networking for me. So uh, <laughs> I have been. And so his company um, has like a flag logo. And so I thought, well, how fun would that be to wear red, white, and blue? Because my mother always said red was my color, but I and I am, oh, I am more a winter than anything else. And um, 
So she always tried to put me in red, and everyone would compliment me in red, but I just, uh, to me, I stood out too much. Of course, now I do have some red pieces. Um, but I thought that, you know, that would be cool to have the red, white, and blue accessories. And it has worked really well, but it's, it's um, sometimes it's difficult to find navy. They brought it back um, briefly. I think it used to be something that, you know, they had a lot of, and now it's been back for a couple of years. So I've been stocking up on my navy pieces. But um, does that, does that t like, do people tend to like a color because it looks good on them, or is it just because they like the color? I guess that's my question. Um, sometimes, a lot of times it goes hand in hand. I was mm -hmm. really amazed because when I started first doing um, image consultations over 30 years ago, I would go through and, you know, I, I did it in a different order. And then I started finding that people's closets tend to predominate with colors that they get complimented for wearing. And that, that, so it becomes their favorite color, you know. Um, but sometimes okay. and that's not always true. That's not always true. Um, but something like there's also the psychology of color. And right. we've done a lot of that in, in our online webinars that, all the blue, not all blues, but most blues, depending on their, their their hint and you know their tint and their hue and their shade, blue is a color that people look at it and go, I trust that. Mm -hmm. So think of logos of IBM. IBM wants to be you can say they're trustworthy, they're stable, they're honorable, they're reliable. You know that's that's the in when when if you are going to appear in court, if you're going to be giving testimony in court, you wear blue because blue means you're honest and I can trust what you're telling me. So there's also this whole psychology that goes around with it. And you talk about red. Okay, you may look good in red, but there's kind of a blue red and then there's an orangey red. So you're probably mm -hmm. closer if you're um, more of a clear winter, you'll be the blue red. Right. But the orangey does not look Red. Good. Yeah. So... The other thing to keep in mind is that red's a power color. So you'll see um, politicians, female politicians, when they get their professional picture, their, their official portrait taken, nine times out of ten, it'll be them wearing a red suit or a, a red blazer. Um, if you watch the debates, um, a lot of the men would wear a red tie, except mm -hmm. for now this last debate, I think it was the last debate, that Donald Trump wore a blue tie because now that he's going against a woman, he doesn't want to come across too powerful. So he wears the blue tie, which is more subdued. It comes across trustworthy, um, where Hillary's leaning more toward the red colors. And I think this last time she wore blue. Um, so yeah, she wore a navy with white. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I noticed, I noticed it too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so... so yeah, but different style personalities, like if you were a dramatic style personality, you want to make an entrance when you walk into a room, they are all over red. They like red. They mm -hmm. like animal prints. They like, you know, so the different style right. personalities are going to lean toward a certain color for a personality reason. That's cool. There's a lot of chat going on in the in the chat room. I'll have to read you some of that in a minute, but I want to get through the questions here. Um, before okay. we run out of time, and let me get to that screen again. Okay, if you have trouble deciding between options in in things like uh, season or shape, what do you do? 
I'm able to wear some winter and some fall items, and I have been profiled as both. So if if she has to choose between a season or a shape, which one, like I guess her shape, which one would you, if you had to choose between the two, which is more important, I guess she's saying. Oh, well, if you pick the wrong color, if you're wearing the wrong color for you, as long as your makeup coordinates with the color of clothing you're wearing, (laughs) you can get away with it. So even if it's not perfectly right for your skin color and your hair color, if you're, it's like I used to see people that would wear an orange blouse with pink lipstick. That doesn't work. You know, you, Mm -hmm. you should be an entire pulled together outfit. So I would say to tend toward, I teach my clients to do both. But if you have to choose between one or the other, I'd say dress for your body type and your silhouette and coordinate your makeup with your clothing if you think it's the wrong color for you. And if you have been, and see, I was the same way. I'm like, oh, you're an autumn. Oh, you're a winter. And I'm kind of between the two. I, I'm a neutral. I'm not a cool. I'm not a warm. I tend to be a cool. I look better in cool tone colors. But I can wear warm colors as long as I coordinate my makeup with it. So if you're wearing something that's got more of a yellowish undertone, so it's going to be a warmer color, make sure your lipstick and your blush and and that type of thing, not your eyeshadow as much, but really your lipstick and your blush should coordinate with the rest of the outfit. But if you're forced to choose, I would say dress better for your body type. I think that's more important. Okay, very good. Another question here. If you work from home, how important do you think it is to dress for business? Any advice? It depends on what kind of job you have that you're working from home, but you, um, it's like a uniform. If you have something, they did a study. Um, oh, gosh, I can't remember the name of this off the top of my head. <laughs> it's been one of those days that where they put people in a white lab coat, And some people, they said, you are dressed as a doctor. And other people, they said, this is a doctor's lab coat. You are not, you know. Other people, they gave the identical white coat to and said, you are a painter. You paint walls for a living. (laughs) And then they tested them. They gave them these, these equal tests. And the people who had on what they thought was a doctor's jacket performed far, far better on the test than the people who thought they were wearing a painter's jacket. So how you are dressed directly impacts how you think and how you behave. So even if you're working from home, I would say ditch the fuzzy slippers and dress the part. Because when you are dressed the part, you act the part. And you act different and you think different. So yeah, I would say even if you're working from home, You get up, you get dressed for work, you go into your office, and then you sit, you do your work, you leave, you change, and then you get your at-home clothes on because how you're dressed impacts how you think. Yeah, so absolutely. Okay. And then the next question here is, is there any one go-to item that you think is a must-have for almost everyone? Right now, a denim jacket. You can dress a denim jacket up. You can dress a denim denim jacket down. Um, you can put on the same exact um, 
like camisole or whatever underneath it, and then you change out a different scarf. You know, Walmart has scarves two for five bucks, you know. You can put on a different scarf every day. And if you've got a denim jacket on, you look like you have a completely different outfit on every single solitary day. All you've done is changed your scarf um, or changed the jewelry, you know. Um, so I think um, a nice neutral maxi skirt, a camisole, and a denim jacket, and then you change out the, the scarf all the time and change out the jewelry, accessories are cheap. You know, mm-hmm. go to Charming Charlie's. Well, they're not really that cheap at Charming Charlie's, but, I mean, accessories are cheap. Well, scarves are cheap. You know, you just get a nice... I, I spend $100. Of course, I'm six foot one, so I have to pay for do- tall clothes. I spent $100 on a denim jacket about three or four years ago. I wear the dickens out of that thing. So I, I spend a little bit more for quality on that. I think another thing that every woman should have is a trench coat. Trench coats, and don't get them in colors or anything. Get a khaki trench coat. Spend good money on it. Um, I've had my trench coat since high school. I graduated from high school in 1980. My mom bought me a high-quality London Fog trench coat. It never goes out of style. Um, A nice white blouse, you know, especially if you get a classic kind of silky, not silk, you don't have to buy silk, but get polyester or whatever, but if you find a really nice, pretty uh, white or off-white, depending on your coloring, uh, blouse, you can't go wrong. A, a nice classic-style blouse will can get dressed up, get dressed down. You always feel good when you put it on. Um, so I think those would be three key pieces that I think uh, you wouldn't go wrong spending good money on. A beautiful blouse, a nice jacket like a trench coat, and right now a denim jacket totally works for everything. Yeah, I have a denim jacket, but I bought one that was too light. So a lot of times I'll put it on and I'll take it off. <laughs> so, you know, it's more of a of a of a brush. I do a lot of that. I, you know, and then I, I was laughing when you said, you know, that you, if you make too many decisions, I always say after four o'clock, my mind shuts down. Now I know why. <laughs> yeah, I knew it did. True. I just didn't know why. I make all these decisions all day. So, um, oh, and, and I just you, remembered. I knew. Yeah, go ahead. I knew I would think of this. This study, if anybody wants to look it up, is called Enclosed Cognition. That's the scientific study they did with the white jacket. It's called, uh, and then the name of it is Enclosed E N Enclosed Cognition. So that's the name of the study. So yeah, it's it's a proven fact. That's cool. All right, next that's question. Cool. Um, okay, well, one of the, the um, that's it for the questions, I think, and then I'm going to read you some of the um, uh, comments here in the chat room. Um, one of the ladies said she loves scarves, or she tries to wear them, but she feels weird in them. Um, what can, what kind of advice can you give her? And then I can share something about scarves um, as well. There's a gazillion different ways to wear scarves. When they first started coming out, I wasn't comfortable in them either. But now, you know, I've had to force myself to not wear them. <laughs> when I went to Italy, I, I took—I had a black skirt, a black top, and I took a change of scarves. I was in Italy for two weeks. They wear a lot of black in Europe, you know. Um, and mm-hmm. I don't even look good in black. Um, but that's what I took at the time. And I changed my scarves every day. And I had um, my denim jacket and a cardigan. 
I, I, shut, I went over there with two suitcases. One of them had clothes in it. The other one was empty. I came back with two full suitcases because I did a lot of shopping when I was there. But I was with the same group for two weeks. And they were like, every day, they were like, wow, you look great. That's when I got hooked on scarves. So learning to tie them differently. Um, I don't look good in an infinity scarf based on the shape of my face. So all those $2 scarves I get at Walmart, I end up cutting them and then surging the ends because I do a lot of sewing. Um, and I'll surge the ends, and so they're longer scarves. So there are a gazillion different ways to tie them. Um, and if you're a petite, you can't wear those huge, that's too much too much um, right. volume, too much material. So if somebody's a petite, um, you get those long scarves, slice them in half and surge them up so there's not as much material and not as much volume. So just a couple yeah. ideas with scarves. And, you know, it, just, it took me a while to get used to them, and now I just love them. I think you have to know how to tie them. I was at a, um, a, uh, I guess it was like a little conference with some friends, and one of my friends always wears scarves. And she has a longer neck, and she's taller than I am, but we're about the same size. And so she whipped that scarf off her neck and then showed me like 12 different ways you can tie it. And the one in particular, because I don't like them floofy either. I love the idea of the infinity scarf because it's easy, but I'm too big on top. <laughs> just too too much material. Right. And so um, she showed me the, some ways to do it, and I love it. And um, my, my daughters always tell me, now my thing is I love suit jackets. I've never worked. I was a teacher, and I didn't even wear suits when I um, taught, but I wear them when I speak. And um, I, I like I just like them, you know, and so it's a good excuse to buy them. Um, I've got a couple that I've had for many, many, many years, and they're the same kind of classic cut, so they don't go out of style. But my daughter once told me I needed to be healed, um, a healing from jackets because I gravitate to them. I try them on. I don't, I don't always buy them. <laughs> but she goes, Mom, I think you need deliverance from jackets. Oh, that's so funny. Um so yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. So I'll have to go look for a really nice, darker uh, blue denim jacket now that um, you know I have a white denim jacket, and I've actually worn that a lot more. You know, being in Florida, we get away with that. Right. But um, yeah. So, and then we can wear white a lot longer too. You know, I still wear my white capris and things like that when I go out. Um, mm-hmm. I know a lot of. A lot of times that people don't do that as much. But um, this has been so great. Um, it has been so much fun. And it's, um, I know that you do a lot of um, talks about modest dress and things like that. So I also want to thank you for that and that contribution to, um, you know, women that they don't have to bear all to be beautiful and um, and how important that is to dress modestly. Yeah, I think we our culture is if you've got it, flaunt it. The problem is that men are wired different than we are, you know. Um, and they've done so many studies. I mean, this has been on CNN and every all over the place that when men view women um, that are showing too much skin, they the same area of their brain that ignites for when they're using tools like hammers and saws and and you know, that type of thing, that's the part of their brain that lights up. But when they see a a woman that's dressed with a sense of dignity and all the skin isn't showing, 
a different part of their brain fires. So, sure, you're attracting attention, but is that the kind of attention we want? And as sisters in Christ, you know, I, I, that's, you know, I, I want to honor God, you know, and, and my private parts are called private for a reason. You know, those are private. Those are for my husband. You know, those are not for the world to see. You know, so um, yeah, I, I just think it, it just it, it instills a whole different sense in the people around us. And I get compliments all the time when I travel. You know, um, that wow, you just do men will say you were, and they'll hold doors for you. They'll it, they treat the whole different side of their brain is working when mm-hmm. when you're dressed in a beautiful and dignified and feminine manner. Uh, it just brings out a whole different side in, in all of the men around us. And I think it's an act of charity to every man in society that, um, you know, we don't dress like a tool. <laughs> right. So, right. And, yeah, and then Tanika had a really great com- uh, comment. She said here, I see this principle not only applies to parents but also our children. I noticed when my daughter is dressed, not in PJ, she takes her school lessons more seriously. That's a great, yeah, great comment. Very good. Yeah, I know that. Well, when we were homeschooling, it was a trying to decide. Uh, when we were homeschooling, I know that people there was a lot of people that had school uniforms. That when their children got up in the morning, they put on a school uniform and they sat down and did their school. And when they were done with school, they could put on their play clothes. Um, mm-hmm. We never did that, you know. But I, I, some people do, and they they notice huge difference um, in in their children's attentiveness and behavior and um, productivity. Very good, very good. Well, it has been delightful, and I feel like you're a new friend that I've gotten to meet through Mommy Jammies. I'm so blessed uh, that you said yes and came on, and thank you so much for the wonderful um, uh, gifts that you are um, giving us uh, as far as, um, you know, this wonderful set that, uh, I guess it's not a set, the consultation, that's what I'm trying to say. See, it's after 4 o'clock, my brain's shutting down. Uh, too funny. Um, and I, I'm looking at it now, and there's um, people have already started um, subscribing to it. So um, if you want more information about Colleen Hammond, and it's C-O-L-L-E-E-N-H-A-M-M-O-N-D, um, you can find out more information. Just add a .com to that. Um, she's got a great book. Uh, 10 Fashion and Style Mistakes ebook um, that you can subscribe for, and uh, there's a little comment section, and be sure to tell her um, that you found her on Mommy Jammies Night so she knows. Um, that would be great. And uh, I, again, appreciate you, Colleen, and thank you so much. Oh, thanks. And if anybody has any questions, just email me. I'll be more than happy Wonderful. to help. Wonderful. God bless. Thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. so happy you came to Mommy Jammy's Night. Please drop my guests a line and let them know how thankful you are that they gave their time. And follow up with me on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network Facebook page or via email. God's blessings upon you and your family. Thanks for joining us.